0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Coach Unplug. Happy Fourth of July! Super excited that you've decided to take um, this holiday to listen to our podcast. Probably, hopefully, you're listening to it today. Of, but um, so happy Fourth of July! That's the first thing I'd like to say. Uh, we are going to do our second clinic uh, audio, and again, I apologize for the the quality of the audio. It was done in a in a hall. Um, it's definitely a work in progress and, uh, on our end. Um, but I wanted to get it out to you. Um, so after you're done, if anything that coach refers to is in the show notes down below, you can click on that and will take you to that. And I'll send you those, I'll send you an email with those, um, uh, clinic notes. So if you need, if you have any questions, I know a lot of you maybe are driving or, or jogging or exercising or something like that when you are listening to these podcasts, um, Make sure you subscribe to these podcasts, leave a review. We, we, we really do appreciate those. And the last thing is make sure you go over and check out ttroops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, this is the reason I'm doing all these podcasts and stuff in the summers because I have time, you have time as a coach to become better. Let me help you do that Go over a 14 day free trial. Um, yeah. So happy 4th of July, have a great holiday weekend or week or whatever it is. And all uh, let's get to the, let's get to the clinic.
1: Moving on, our next presenter is enjoying the retired life, but still has the itch to coach as he is a volunteer assistant for our girls' basketball program here at Southern Alamance. Coach Lawrence Church has won 384 games while at Dow High School in Marion, North Carolina. During his tenure, he won four regular seasons and nine conference tournament championships. Um, Church's team advanced, advanced to the West Regional Finals in 1992 and 2007, and seven of the schools 12 win seasons came during his tenure. Church's team at Medall qualified for the NCHSAA state playoff each uh, year from 1990 to 2011. He was named conference Coach of the Year five times, coaching coach both the Blue and White and North-South North All-Star Games. Church was inducted into the Medall High School Hall of Fame this past January. Head coach Amy Serac said that what makes Coach Lord so great is his, is his ability to take a player's strengths and use that um, and create an effective game plan. His in-game management is the best I've ever seen. He has a phenomenal basketball mind. Brian Franklin states, Coach Church has a contagious passion for the game and for competing. He is the best I've ever seen and identify an individual and in the team's strengths and then having those individuals and teams play to those things. His teams will prepare each and every way, play unselfish and always play harder than the other team. And no one ever outworked Lord Church. My entire life has been spent in and around basketball. He's the best high school basketball coach I've ever seen. If you, if you want to have some fun, tell him that I gave you a good, good story about hurting their little feelings and that you plan to share. Coaches, we are proud to present our second coach of the day, Lord Church. He's a good job.
2: He'll be the first to tell you that players win. You're all as good as your talent. Great coaches out there, but you're all as good as your talent. Uh, great coaches can make players better, obviously, but 90% of the time it's talent. And uh, you have to understand that. Coach well, this is a great idea. I want to thank you for putting this clinic on, man. These things are great for high school coaches. So thank you for putting it on and organizing it's it's really impressive. And you guys need to be committed also. For being here on a Saturday when I know you've got things you could and should be doing, and yet you're here. You drove four hours to be here, that's impressive. Coach uh, Cronus, you're Coach Avengers. Yeah, and here he is on a Saturday morning. You think I feel anything he doesn't know? He's here to learn, to pick up something, and I've learned. You know, you want your players to get better in the offseason. You talk about them working in the offseason. As a coach, and you need the same thing. You need to lead by example. You've got to get better each and every year. Until so my thirty, I coached for thirty years. Going into my thirtieth year, I was going to coaches' clinics at the coach's clinic you're in Greensboro, and I'm taking notes just like anybody else. So you're always trying to get better. So uh, I think it's great that you're here this morning. As coach said, I'm going to talk to you about things that have worked for me. They may or may not work for you, but I believe in one hundred percent because they have helped me out. Hopefully, you can take something. that and it can help you become a better coach and help your program. Are there any uh, assistant coaches here, say, in high school? Assistant coaches? You want to be a head coach? All right. Any JV coaches? Any that do both? Great. I coached for 30 years. I was the head coach for 24 of those years. The first six years, I was the JV coach and the assistant. Two practices a day. Two games in not now, I don't know the way you have do it done here if you can do both practice or you can do both games. But I highly recommend that if you want to be a head coach, be a JV coach and varsity assistant first. It's excellent. if you training. If you're the JV coach, you're getting to make game decisions. You're getting to coach your own team. If you're the varsity assistant coach, you're getting to see the differences between the two because what works on JV will always work on the varsity. But you need to see buttons. If you can't do them at the same time, that's okay, but at some point, try to do both. It's super training to become a head coach. I really believe in that, okay? So, again, i want to talk to you what's worked for me. Hopefully, uh, it'll work for you, uh, even now. You know, I go to clinics and pick up something I knew I liked, but it wasn't gonna work now. When you fall in the back of your mind, a year from now, next year's time, it works. I used to do, I was telling Coach Curtis one night we were at a restaurant. There used to be these uh, Nike Coaches Clinic notebooks where they'd taken uh, these Nike clinics and put them in ready form. I'd collected those, and every fall I would flip through them. And it was amazing. One year, I liked this part of it. And two years later, I like something else because things change. So if all things in your mind you like, maybe it doesn't fit my team right now, but down the road, I can use it, all right? If you have any questions, feel free to stop it, ask any question, and I'll try to explain it the best I can. All right? We're going to talk about game management, and to me, game management is not the game of balls technology. It goes way, way further back to that. And I think starting with your philosophy on how you want to play the game. So we're going to look at uh, philosophy, uh, talent style of play, practice plans, game plans, opponent's talent, opponent's style of play, and the game itself. Uh, talking about philosophy coach, same I agree almost entirely what you said. Everybody has different situations, like you said, coach. Uh, winning coaches, you'll find that philosophy is pretty similar. And I, I, I really like what you said. When you're developing a philosophy, it's gonna be yours, and you've got to commit to it. And I don't care how you come about getting your philosophy or developing your philosophy, but you've got to develop one at some point, and you've got to get to it. You can it can come from experience. It can come from working with other people. But develop a philosophy and commit to it. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't evolve. Doesn't mean it doesn't change some over time. But there's the difference between philosophy and style of play. Style of play is, all right, we're going to press all the time. We're going to be a president. Today. Or we're going to play man-man. Well, guys, that's, that's not philosophy to me, because that's going to change mentality.
1: Does that mean your philosophy is going to change every game? Every year? I don't think so. I think
2: philosophy adheres to all levels. If it's a philosophy to me, it should work with JV girls, it should work with varsity boys, it should work at the college level. That's my idea of philosophy. philosophy. We'll talk about style of play. Find out what your philosophy is, develop oh, Commit to it. Go sit stuck and you need to change a thing. I agree with that 100%. I'm as stubborn as anybody because I believe in what we're doing, and if we're good enough and we're working enough, it's going to work. You have to trust it. And it does evolve. It will change gradually, but you've got to find out what you believe in and commit to it. There's no wrong philosophy. You can make just about anything work if you commit to it working. All right, so that's the first thing I think you need to look at. Uh, let's look at team philosophy. This is mine. I think we can all agree that you want your teams to play hard, you want to play smart, you want to play together. When I watch other teams play, I'm not looking at X and O's. I want to, are they playing hard? Are they playing smart? Are they trying to do what the coaches is telling? Are they playing together? If I see those three things, I'm impressed with that coach already. So those are the three hardest things to get done consistently. You don't control if they make shots. You can't control that. Are they doing those three things? Because you can control those things. Your players do and to a degree you do. Those are philosophy, that I think we can all agree. One that I really believe in, I didn't realize how much I did it, and one of the things one of these folks were talking about was mentioning, is putting people in position to succeed. As a coach, you need to find out what your team's good at, what your individual players are good at, and put them in position to succeed. Any administrators in here? High school administrators? Yeah, do you hire a math teacher to teach uh, BE? Do you hire a science teacher to teach English? No. You put people in positions to succeed. Not all players are well-rounded. Some people can shoot, some can't. Some can have a ball, some can't. Some penetrate, some can't. You've got skills for various amounts of different people. Find out what your team's good at. Find out what your players are good at. Put them in a position to succeed. Now that doesn't guarantee success. If you put them in a position that they can't handle you're guaranteed failure. Uh, I coached football for 12 years. Anybody coach your coaches football? I'm going to tell you what. I learned maybe as much about coaching from coaching football as anything I've ever done. I didn't learn the X and O. From coaching football, I learned a lot. If you coach another sport, you're an assistant, especially for another sport, you can learn a great deal that will translate to basketball. Uh, I used to coach my own football players in basketball, and I would use football terminology to explain things sometimes. So uh, you can learn a lot that way to translate. Right? Uh, Putting people in positions to say, last thing I want to do about football. An offensive lineman. I want you to think about this for a second. Put people where they're good at. An offensive lineman can go through a whole game and never touch the football. Never physically touch the football. And go through a whole season, perhaps, and not touch a football. Guys, it's possible for him to go into his a career and never touch a football during a game. Now, if a football player can do that and be happy and be successful, then a basketball player can learn can learn his role and accept his role. If you're a shooter, I'm gonna let you shoot. If you're not, I'm not. Don't you talk about being stubborn? That's me, that's me. I'm gonna find out what you're good at, and that's what you're gonna do. Now we're gonna develop and work on your weaknesses, no question. But I'm gonna find out what you're good at, and that's what we're gonna do. And to me, that's common sense. But we can't expect every player to do every skill perfectly. Coach, I'm like you, we work on skills every single day, and we talking about it. I'm a huge believer in that. But until they become, they become good at those, we're gonna limit what you do. I'm gonna let you do what you do, do it well, we'll mix, mix the pieces, put the parts together, and come as a whole. Now think about that, okay? I'll come back to that just a little bit more. Uh, any questions about that part so far? If you got something you're not sure about it. All right, let's look at OutBeat's philosophy. I think you should run. I don't care if we're playing the Lakers, we're gonna run. Now I don't necessarily want them running. Why do I want to run? See if I get on the floor before you do, you don't communicate, you don't talk, I get an easy shot. Now we're not going to gun. No, no. I'll never believe you that. we get the shot we want, we're going to take If we don't want to run offense, we are going to run. That's a minus. It has nothing to do with tackle. Anybody can run if you want to. The next thing to me is the most important thing about offense, or, to me personally, and I think there is, I know you hear balance in space and all that, shot selection. If I hear a coach say, boy, it took back shots tonight. Man, that's on you. You allowed that to happen in the practice, or you allowed it to happen in games. It's up to you what shots your players take. And you think about it, it is up to you. In practice, if a guy took a bad shot, I let him know about that. If he took a bad shot in the game, he came out. Because I'd already told him in to practice. It's up to you guys what shots you take. The defense can't make you shoot. We're high school coaches, we don't have the shot. We're gonna take the shot we want to take, from whom we want to take. And there's nothing you can change about that. Again, coach and I I'm stuck. You can't make them shoot the ball. So we're not taking bad shots. We're not taking four shots. we will be patient enough to get the shot that we want. It may not be a layup, obviously. But it'll be a shot from a player that we won't take in that shot. And I believe in that, I understand. I believe in that. That's up to you, Coach, to is this can, can he take the shot from there and make it? If he can, he takes all the shots he wants. Can you make three points? Can you shoot him anytime you want? If you can't, you're not going to shoot me. I'm going to put you in your range. We'll find out what you're good at shooting wise. Where's your range? You shoot all those you want, but you're not going to shoot out of your range. I control that. As a coach, that's me. I'm in charge. So I don't want to hear you. we force shots. That's on me, Great shots from the key to success-wise. as a coach, your responsibility to find out how to get those shots. What's a great shot for me may not be a great shot for you. We all have great shot ranges. Find out what that range is for each and every player, and that's what you do. Right? Inside out. We used to pound the ball inside. I'm old school, guys, and I, it kills me. I don't see the players anymore. Or not as many post players as the fact kills me. I love the post game. That's see to you play you man. You get post players inside. Not in the games change, but you can still work inside out, that's what I'm saying. You go to, to a You go to a shopping center. You go to a the mall. They got this huge parking lot. Do you park 200 yards away from the door? No. We need to drive around until find that parking spot you want. But we did the same thing in our office. We're going to move ball. We're going to move people until we get the shot we want. I believe you. The shot we want. And that's when we take the shot. Okay? Defensively. We want to press the ball somewhere at some time. My, my team's usually good press, But at some point, you can keep ball pressure. Whatever defense you're in. Keeping out of the paint. If you keep the ball out of the paint, you press your ball, and you can test shots, tell me how your defense is going to go wrong. If you can do those three things consistently, you're going to be good. Now, I'm not telling you what defense to play. That's based on your time. But I think if you can do those three things defensively, you're going to be successful think about it. It's pretty simple. It's not necessarily easy to do, but that's my philosophy on defense, and it worked There are times nothing's 100%. There's nothing 100% absolute. there are times I may want to back off because you can't shoot. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. If you can't shoot, why do I need the pressure? So, there's adjustments. But the ball pressure, keeping out the paint, shutting the testing shots, I think are critical for the defense. Let me give you some numbers to uh, maybe put that in perspective. Our goal is to shoot 50% from the floor. If you look at your stats, every time you shoot 50% from the floor in a game, I'll bet you win. I had four, and I may have five, in tournament, but I know I had 14 for the entire year. Our team shot 50% per the year. In fact, we still have the state record, you can look at this McDowell High School. We have the state record for the highest field goal percentage in the game. We shot 79% per game. We had 38 out of 38 shots. We scored 81 points. We are 21 out of 24 and a half. 87% at halftime. Right, look it up, it's in the state record. That year we shot 56% before as a team. In the year. Now, at that time, that wasn't a category, so I couldn't turn that in. I didn't realize that was a category until I was looking up information for this. I I should have turned that in if it wasn't a category. I had four teams to shot 50%, we'd be there four times. That's the important to take good shots and working inside out. It works. Defensively, we want to hold our opponents to 40% from the floor, excuse me, I'll skip something. Three-point line, 33% in our goal. Now, how many of you think that's lucky? Anybody think that's lucky? Anybody else? Don't be afraid of those again. Is that a low percentage, 33% of the three-point line? Do you think that's low? Is that a low goal? It's a low goal. I agree with that. I, I think in high school it's not bad, because it's 50 percent of the goals. My exact thoughts. Let me give you the math. A lot of math whiz, but I love stats. If I, have, if I take six shots, we'll say they're late, and I make three layups. I've made 50% of my goal, my field goals, and then points of my score. Six. How many threes do I have to make to get those same six points? Two. So if 33% of your threes equals 50% of your twos. Think about it. The math works. So we will accept 33% of our three point goals. Offensively, we'd love to be higher, but that's acceptable because if you believe in the 50% rule, 33% works out. How many of you this year had a team shoot 50% of game? You know for a fact. Now, I only see a couple hands. So 50% is pretty high by like some people's standards. Like I said, it depends on what level. Well, I this is as far as boys basketball. The JVs, we did a lot more than that. So it can be done. So I'm saying if you believe in 50% if you think that's a good goal, then 33% will work for you in a free throw. Free throws, we want to shoot 70%. We only had a couple teams to do that. We usually mid 60, high 60. If we can shoot 70%, we're going to be pretty good, I think. Defensively, we want to hold our opponents to 40%, 25% in the three-point line. And as far as free throws, if we can shoot more than you do, I think we're going to be okay. Because we can't determine what your free throw percentage is going to be. We can't do anything about that. But if we can shoot more free throws than you did, I feel good That means we're running good offense, we're getting fouled, maybe we're playing good defense and not fouling you. So those are some numbers to go along with what I think is is, a, is a, an offensive defensive watcher. All right, any questions about that? Anything absurd about that? Coach, I have a question. I like your analogy. The department's part of the mall thing. And then what's your response then when you hear, what about the three? You know, it, All right. Are you a three-point shooter? That's my answer to my question. If you're a three-point shooter, I got a guy scored 2,000 points for his career. Started at University of Tulsa. Shot in three, he because a guy who made that. My rule is if you can make threes, we determine that in practice. If you can make threes, you can shoot them all day if you're open. If you can, not you can shoot one, you're coming out. But I'm going to give you a chance every night to prove you can shoot threes your You, you got You're the coach and you're in charge, and I'm like, I'm stubborn. I'm not letting you shoot threes because you're open. You're open when you cross half-court. you don't you shoot one? <laughs> Well, it's common sense. Think about it. Coach, I wonder, know, There's a reason you're open, mate? Because you can't shoot. <laughs> I, I just refuse to say we're going to shoot threes because we're open. Because I know what the other thing is, and I want you to do that. I'll tell you, I'll talk to you about that. But when I shoot threes, just because we're open. If you can make them, you shoot them all day. But if you can't, we're not going to do that. That's ma'am. Right. Talk about the players' and positions. I have.
1: Very quick. Why don't we How I have to try so we do lay every
2: day. uh, Not just because of her I mean she can have double digits. Is it what she's focusing on? I don't it's it's all mental. You control it. Yes. Her technique is fine. Okay. But I don't know how to motivate and flip her mentality. To where she's confident in those moments, right? You know, she's not trying to be so much not trying to be you know, she's not trying to So, let's get past that. She's making her best effort, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, she's, I not, not, you. she's not missing on her, right? right. She's not well, she able to get fouled or nothing. She's going in strong, going in at a good angle, but I think it's so mental that it's completely taken over her physical, yes, face. ma'am. I had a player as a junior, who was a fantastic athlete, same problem, and I rode him so hard, it's a layup, Gosh, it's a layup, are you kidding me, you can't make a layup, and I rode him so hard, I broke him, basically, it's a layup, you're kidding me, right, Kids are super athlete, super kill, love to death, Teach two brothers, he's three brothers, and has going three of them, my my junior high coach, my AD, my mentor, my second problem figure told me a story about how he with his players down because it stayed on me so hard. Now, if this coach that told me this, told me anything, I believe in the gospel. And he's right. I wrote him so hard after he missed a few, it was over for the year. So that year, next summer camp we go, we're playing at Morris Hill's camp. He goes in, this is I just turned my back. He's waiting for me to chew him out. I just turn my back. It's not three minutes later he misses that I He's turning my back. That's hard for me to do. Right. He didn't miss him out. I quit chewing him out. I just let him go. If they are folks on the rim, if they're giving every bit of effort to got, what else can you do? You help me. I know this and that moment on, he never missed a layout. Because I got off his butt. I had broken him down. I chewed him so bad because he couldn't make him lay. He lost it here. So I just backed off. He's trying the best he can. Can you get a better shot than the layup? No. Is the kid helping me on defense? Is he a good kid? Is he working? You live with it. What if he miss free throws? Do you chew him out for that? I don't. I teach him. talk to him about what they did right. it was a region I believe in that. There's always a region to miss. But I do not chew him out for miss free throws because you get getting ahead. The only thing I suggest is keep encouragement. If technique they're doing it correctly, if their eyes are focused on the rim, they're doing everything technically and conditionally, they'll get out of now,
1: This was my first year, so I think that was the mentality of
2: somebody catching it. I made that mistake. Yeah, if, if my coach hadn't told me that, I'd probably keep it. I would get a huge mistake. So I, that's the only thing I can tell you. That's tough. That it really is what I need to I think a lot of that is how are they shooting in practice? Yeah, yeah, this was, was the and the guys off. No, he didn't, didn't he, like, yeah, time he to missed the games, and that's where it's a real thing, and that's where I have a real problem with not focusing. I play out one, my coach is saying, you, you mind better be in the game. You better be there. And I, I didn't think he was focused, though. and so i beat be down to where he lost his confidence, and that's the worst thing to do. she's pretty consistent. He was too. Yeah, we ran and practiced for layups, we missed layups, we practiced warmups, we're not, yeah. we're not missing layups. So he got to be you know, a middle and I beat him down all that I knew was just keep encouraging. courage Okay, yeah, thank you. Uh, that's a tough situation. You know, Sorry. Sir? When I started
0: doing the buzz, okay, there's going to be some layups, I'm going to give you some rebounds or some steals or
1: something to help balance it
2: out. If I can get you more possession, right. I can offset someone of them. That's, that's right. If you give me something, that' not be on there. I agree. I used to tell my players, you better be great at something. Yeah. I don't care what it is. The more things you're great at, the more time you're going to get going to be great at something. Let's move on to this talent style of play. Because I talked about philosophy and style of play. Philosophy doesn't change it evolves a little bit doesn't change there or not. Style of play does. Do it forever. it's a man, man, team. If you watch this year that plays out, it's how it won Best talent or played zone, because that's what it took to win. My first uh, 14 years coaching, we played nothing but man to man in a 1-3-1 track. Very awesome, I should say. 99 percent And then all of a we're very good. Well, I duck my tail between my legs and bow down to the zone and start playing zone. Because that's what it took to win. I want to win when we get there. So your talent takes talent play. And you've got to maximize your talent. Decide what style of play you want to play that maximizes your talent. And if you say we're going to press all the time, I don't care what, I won't play your team, I promise you. Because there's going no kind to of come a time when you don't have the talent to press and we're going to wear you back. I'm not being grossed on this time. You know this. If you've got the talent, yeah, press all the time. But if you don't, guys, use your talent wisely. If you can't press, don't be stubborn about it. If you can't play man, play zone. Seriously, I'm not a Syracuse player. Man. man, what zone we play? We played at team Robertson High School. The boys always played a 1-2-2 zone, and they had great talent. And they wore us out with that zone a lot of times. There's that stigma, we're going to play man, and we're going to do well. If you don't have the talent, guys, that's not the way to do it. Whatever maximizes is your talent, adheres to your philosophy.
0: That's your job as a Hey, Coach, again, happy 4th of July. A couple things. First of all, make sure you subscribe and like both here and on our YouTube channel at t Hoops on, our, on YouTube. Check those two things out. Another thing is before I forget, we are in the process of moving our site right now. Um, we're doing a conversion. It's about two years old, not quite two years old. It'll be two years old in October. So we're in the process of moving things. Prices are going to be going up. So if you're thinking of getting in, Um, let me know, uh, you know, let me know, uh, it's the 4th of July. I'm going to make a one day deal. I'm going to put July 4th in. I'll give you 20% off the price we have now, which will be the lowest it will ever be. Um, so plug that in. You can get it right now. And then prices are going to be increasing, you know, 10, 15, 20%. So if you're thinking of getting in, I'd get in right now. Um, it's mentors, resources, office hours, um, community, more resources than any person would ever want. So, um, if you think you're going to do that, go over and check it out. We'll, we'll, we'll make the code um, July, spelling it out J U L Y, and then the number four. Um, so go over and check that out. I'll give you 20% off. It will be because it's our country's birthday today. <laughs> we'll have a, there's the reason. All right. Have a great day.
2: Would you ever win or stick to that point of defense? defense? You know, I'm just really I would win. That's just me. Duke is a prime example. I made a big deal. It was just doing practical things. Uh, let me give you a couple of examples. You remember going up here tomorrow? Paul West did. He's a great coach. This was late 80s, early 90s, and they were, they were scoring 120 points a game. And shooting every four or five seconds, Guy guy's to the corner they pitch ahead, he shoot a three. They press, you, give up a layup for a three. And they were waiting people out. And this was a fact. What people didn't realize is that they had two NBA caliber players. They were in a weak league, and they were in better shape than much people. When they played a team with equal talent, that was in decent shape, they got worn out. Now, I'm not knocking Paul Weston as a genius. I'm saying that system was not the reason they were winning. When you got two NBA caliber players and you're in a weak league, you're going to win. It was good with that talent, but when that talent was gone, he got fired. He never ran that system again. So was it the system or the talent? I, I say it's the talent. I love you Watch going on today. Don't we all? They're great for basketball. San Antonio, I thought, was great for basketball. The they knew the ball. But we don't have Curry. We don't have Thompson. We don't have Durant. Don't fall in love with that system because it works for somebody else. If you've got the talent, you're not the talent. If it fits your talent, then run it. The, when West Hill was a old he came down to Clayton Greenberg that summer. And I went, I wanted to hear what he said. And I saw all these coaches taking notes like crazy. And I remember thinking, man, I want to play that team. Because if they think they can run that system with their players, they're crazy. In fact, there was a team in our league in the middle of the year, were 1 in 12 or something. Young team. Very young team. They're all going to be back to next year. Coach, he the be he decided he's going to do that. That's it. We're going to impress everybody We're, we're going to do this and we're going to wear him down. Uh, we scored 108 on A lot of people were going to make to the system. These players weren't good enough to them. Don't fall in love with the system now, if you get your account by all means. If you're a college coach, uh, you mentioned Dave Davis. Dave, Barry, right? Dave and I are in college college teammates, played against each other in high school. I couldn't stand them, a with best friends. He's a new and uh, I love what he's doing. They press four court goal games, they shoot three, they substitute every four minutes with five new players, and this are great day. He's doing what he has to do to win a new that he can recruit. Try that with your town in high school and see what that gets you. If you're a TND, and you got five guys in time that can shoot the world, I suggest you do it. But if you don't, that system's not going to work for you. Understand what your talent allows you to do. Questions about that? Okay. Let's look at practice plans. Coach, can we raise that up just a tad? I was telling Chris Curtis when we were talking, I was a huge practice guy. I love practice. I think practice to me was more important than anything I did in the games. To me personally if you give me a choice you can practice and coach and practice and you can't say a word in the game until you watch and sit on the bench. Or you can't coach a practice and coach the game, I would take the practice and we have been just as successful. Because what I did in the game was nothing compared to what I tried to do in practice and I would have believed that as a coach, I think that's what wouldn't be with. So uh, practice plans. They've got to be thought out carefully over a long period of time. I've seen coaches five minutes before practice jot down some ideas, let's go practice. Guys, you've been away with that for a time. That'll catch up to. I promise you, that to catch up to it. I you. You've got to catch up to it. Think about what you want to do. You plan that practice carefully to the minute. I learned that coaching football. Love it. God is so detailed, oriented, to the minute. Right. I used to take a spreadsheet. I'm not gonna to try to move that. I'm just gonna talk unless you can real can quick. You show me that spreadsheet. It's about two pages down, I think, or maybe. If you can I'll just describe it. Yeah, there you go. There's a spreadsheet. Now, I'm not a technique guru, but I was great to spreadsheet. I could do I wanted to Left-hand column, you see your phases of the game. Right-hand column was every drill that we could use to implement these at phase. And during the spring, fall, and summer, I would think about the drills I want to use year, And they would change yearly. Some of them would. Some of them would stay the same. Put them on a the spreadsheet save it. Print out a newish copy so when I'm playing practice, I just take a highlight and highlight the drill we use using. So I didn't have to write it down every time. I got it right there. Those are the different kind of warmups we could do. We didn't do all those every day. I might do one or two. Ball handling. I'm like Coach. We do them every day. Every day. In fact, I'm going to skip ahead and I'll come back. Every phase you see on the web, we did every day. Day before game, day after game, I don't care. Every single day, we did those. And I'll come back and talk about it. Ball handling, shooting, interval options, defense, every phase of game, those were the drills. And I would highlight what we're going to do that. It's a great way to not have to write all that down. It's a great way to organize. And I even had another shoot where I kept up, like the individual defense, we do all those drills every day. Go back in on the finish to move in. Or back up to, you know, individual defense. You see all those drills. We would do two, possibly three, one or two of them. And I would just keep up and rotate the drills. Deny we deny deny all of those. And just rotate them. And it stayed organized that way. Uh, I didn't have to write all this stuff down. But I did that in the spring and fall and summer and think about what drills can help. Them. And that was a great way for me to start organized. So thanks, Coach. we can go back to where we were. All right. Now, Coach, you and I are the same on most of the things you said. Staying on the schedule, or you said you're trying to stay on schedule. I was a real believer now, I can honestly say in 30 years when you ever ran out. Part of it is constant football. I coach football coach coaches, so well, you guys get this drive We at 6 o'clock. It's 15 or 7 and we're still out there. You've been through that. Now, I understand. I understand. But I say this. I'm going to put 10 minutes down for whatever drill, whatever phase. And if I can't get it done in 10 minutes, and I'm going to come back tomorrow and do 10 more. Or tomorrow maybe I do 20. Or maybe I do the whole practice and I'm going to plan it. Because if I, if I extend, and I know what it's so easy, we're going to stop you, you're not going to be perfect. You, and so many times I come back the next day, and i often that we did it because it had soaked in everybody. I say, stop it. And again, this is the thing okay? It may not work for you. I say, stop it and move on. If you don't, you're going to have to make two bad choices. You're going to have to take something out of your practice that you've your planned down that you thought was important that morning and you spent your whole planning period on practice planning. Now I might have to throw it out. It's a lifetime. Or you're going to have to run over. I didn't run over for several reasons. One, it went for the parents and players. And I said, Coach, I, I, I know what you're saying. We had to share the gym. If we had already practiced, the next coach just coming at 6 o'clock. Is that fair to him? No. So we're going to stop it. I'm going to come back to the next day, and we're going to hit him hard again. And we'll do it every day that we get him right. Of course, at least uh, what I think is acceptable. If I need to spend the whole next practice the whole night, it. If it's that important to me. Now, on the other hand, I learned this from God. If you got 10 minutes schedule, and after five minutes, you're doing it great, stop it. Stop it. Take that five minutes, and we're we'll going be right here. Because what's going to happen? You're going to keep following it and they start screwing you up. But now you're going to be upset. What was a great drill is now become
1: a bad drill. And now you even to extend. I learned this on God.
2: I'm hitting that pitching away. just, oh man, it's great, and I'm loving it. What's going to happen? I swear it's over or nothing, and we'll start hitting it back and now back soon. Or I've done it in my own team. I was having so much fun watching us do something. I couldn't stop, I didn't want to stop. We're great, and this is and then we screw it up and I'm So if you well, move on, and use that time somewhere else. Again, that worked for me. I, I understand the, te- the uh, temptation to extend. If you make it work, okay. I just, it didn't. I liked what we did. Use a clock, and this is something I did late in the career, because earlier I, I didn't have access. But if you have the use of your game clock, use it in practice. It's great for staying on time, but what I've done is this. Your players get used to that clock getting in and there. And now they become more clock aware doing games. And we would actually, at the end of the, the drill, whatever, we'd play it out. Everything All we're doing, we play it out as if we're in a game. That's the last set of situations. So we're getting multiple last set of situations in practice every day. And the kids get used to it, so they don't go crazy at the end of the court. Play it out, it's smart. and they enjoy it. They really enjoy doing that every day and you get used to it if you have access to the game card uh, Make practice harder than games. I'm a huge believer in that. I tell the kids, in practice you play against me. I'm the competition. I'm your opponent. In the game, it's silly. Now, how can you make practice harder in many ways, but one of my favorites, there's always this dilemma when you practice and you put your first team which your second team if it's one side. Or do you split them up for the team and, and screw up a chemistry? I don't know the answer. That's what do you do? I, I do too. did too. I it? Team That go the day before the game. But yeah, absolutely. But when I started doing this, first team, second team, it's a little one-sided yard. First team, you've got, you got to get three stops before you get the ball. So our blue team was always our first team. Blue team, you got to get three stops before one, before you get the ball. If you don't get three in a row, you got to start over. Now that makes you bear down and have to get three stops. Because you're not going to have to get three in a row in the game without touching the ball. Now you've got to get three stops. Mm-hmm. If you get to the ball, you get, you got to score to it, so you only get one possession. If you don't score, you're right back on defense. Now what that does is you bear down on defense, and it also makes you do your offensive job because you got one shot If you don't score, you're right back on defense. That's a great way to make it tougher than practice in the game. You, know, you have to have free stop. Free throws. At the end of practice, you've got to make five row before you leave. You're never going to shoot five in game. If you make five row in practice before you can leave, you're waiting to get out of practice. Two in a row in the game yourself. So you're putting extra pressure. Three on four. Four on five. Six on five when you press offense, versus uh, your press. We do press on games. You got five seconds to get in. You know, you got five to get across half court instead so of ten. At ten seconds in games, so if I can turn it, you used to have to do it five seconds. So you attack the press instead of the ten. There's all kinds of ways you can make practice harder than games, but I can't emphasize that enough. Our practices practice much harder than any game. Games seemed easy for me, and that's what I want. In fact, I was probably guilty. One thing I, I you know, you always make mistakes, I made a mistake. That kid, he was a great kid, I made a mistake. Is I was wear our guys out. We didn't have easy practices. We would cut them down. But there was no, This is gonna back off today. I just couldn't believe it. We're not backing off any time. If I need to shorten practice, we will. But if we're out there, we're 100%. And I realized later on, I'm wearing them down pretty good. So when I make the practice harder, they don't have to be 10 times over. Just a little bit but, You know, you've got to do some conversation. Questions about the practice, practice? Yes, sir. You said that and you need to really try not to go over time. So, yeah, I would never do And then you also said you have to make a clock. Yeah, well, I'll give enough time to do that. That was the day before the game. That's a great question. What if it couldn't make it? That was the day before the game. We, did, we would stop practice well ahead of time. If I, if I had to, we'd go 15 minutes on it. Most of the time, that was my problem. But that's something I did. I had to consider it because I'm not be It's a good question. All right. Let's look at... Uh, uh, we skipped ahead. Let's look at uh, phases of the game. Yeah. I, I had all those phases of the game. You need to decide the a coach, and you've got to do it with your What phases would be emphasized the most based on your team's strengths and weaknesses? Also, based on your opponents, what's my opponent going to do? What's the best thing really going to do to beat me? What are we weak at? What are they going to use against me in January? What do I need to work on now? We're starting from day one. I'm not waiting in January to work on what you did. We're going to work from day one on what we, we have as a team and what you may use against us. So when January comes, we're well prepared. Coaches tell about I'm doing those drills 15 minutes every day. We work on yeah. every phase every, every day. I don't believe in cramming for no. tests. Think about that. These guys, all right, this is Wednesday. We're going to play a team Friday that press is man, man. But we to start working and press on press now. Well, I think you're a fool if that's what you if you wait that long. You're asking for trouble. We work on every phase every day. I don't mean you got to spend 30 minutes on it. If it's two minutes. If it's three minutes, if it's five minutes, if you're coming back and hit these every day, like you're talking about that 15 minutes, every day, there's no cramming for a test. When you're playing back-to-back games, if you're playing in a tournament, if you don't know who you're going to be playing the next day, you're prepared. This past couple of years, we've had snow outs. Teams didn't practice for three or four days before the team won. Our team wasn't necessarily in great shape because we didn't get to practice, but they knew what they were doing. Because we covered these phases every day. And I, I believe in that a thousand percent. You come out and you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. You don't cram for the test. You don't work on trap offense two days or one day before taking on trap. You review it because you've already been doing it every day. And it's simple for damage. Most important things. Coach Curtis, you, you agree with this? I keep saying it because I respect the hell out of this guy. He does a great job. I'm curious about it. In my mind, shooting is most important to would you agree or not? What do you think? Yes. Thank you. do. The longer it comes, the more I'm absolutely positive it is. You can't shut a team out in basketball. You can shut it out in football. You can shut it out in baseball. You can shut it out in soccer. You cannot shut a team out in basketball. I don't care who you are. Shooting, defense, and rebounding are important. Yes, the shooting is the number one skill. It's so the hardest to learn, it takes the longest to master, it's the number one skill. How many games have you lost, you couldn't point that shot? Headshots couldn't matter. The other team shot the lights out. Shooting outweighs every other phase of the game. If you shoot well, you're gonna win, guys. You're going to win, you're gonna overcome all the other problems if you shoot it We spent 30 minutes a day on nothing but shooting. 10 minutes free throws, 10 minutes threes, 10 minutes mid range jumpers. Competitive shooting drills. That's on top of any shooting we did incidentally. That's nothing but shooting. We did it early in practice. Somebody asked coach about starting practice in the bag uh, slow. We did it very early in practice, we usually warm up, layups, two minutes of layups, two to three minutes of while and get ready to shoot. And what I have found is No matter what mood our team was in, it got better because everybody likes to shoot. Everybody likes to compete. So after 30 minutes of shooting, our morale is up. We're already in a better frame of mind and we're going to have a better practice. And we saw results. We became better shooters. I hear this term all the time, the process. Trust the process. You got to trust the process. You're not going to become a great shooting team or not. But I promise you, you're going to get better. And that's a relative term. I didn't say you're gonna be great, but you can be. Back in our day, we used to shoot all the time. As kids growing up, we shot all the time. That's not necessarily true, but I'm thinking Curry and those guys are bringing that back. Still, everybody worrying about dunking. The girls don't have that problem. Guys, for years, all they were dunking. Still worrying about shooting. I think it's coming back. So I decided we're gonna shoot in practice. So I, I firmly believe this. Maybe you don't want to spend thirty. I did. Commit to shooting more, you'll become a shooters. Second phase, and this may sound crazy to you also. Uh, who knew your football coaches in football? How important are special teams in football? Every day. Every day. There's three things in football offense, defense, and special teams, aren't If you ignore special teams in football, it's going to You're going to get you butt If you ignore press offense, it's going to bite you. I promise you it will come back and bite you at some point. I've seen games, too many games. This year I watched the NCAA tournament. The last two minutes of the game, or team has left from start to finish. They can't get the ball in the bank. This is college. They can't get the ball in the bank. They're going to call timeout. Now, those coaches are geniuses. I'm just an old high school coach, but I get they're taking in bounds. T- or t- Where the first half is in the corner, they get trapped, and they're going to call timeout. And I'm thinking, what? You've got the best players in the country, and you can't earn a press like that. So, Are you kidding me? It's the quickest way to lose a game, guys. I promise you, that's the quickest the team starts in the press, you're down 8 nothing before the game even starts. Can 8 points win a game? Right? So, can one point win well, a yeah, 1 possession can win a game? Don't do yourself. Don't throw the whole game away at the end, because you can't make free throws because you don't work on the shooting. Or you can't have a press because you don't work on it. Put it in, the, we put it in day one. Every day we work on press on this. You don't have to work long. Once you've got it established two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, whatever. Every day, it's in it's certain. Our team's looking forward to being pressed. We showed them that's the easiest optimization we can have. It to Think about it. I guarantee you, the team is on press as you that is your best chance to score. Especially if they're putting down on the ball, it's open. You're playing 5-on-4. Think about it. You're playing 5-on-4 once the first pass is in there. That guy's not going to do anything. Got the balls, but he, if you make the right pass, I'm not going to get any press soft pins If you make the right pass, he's not going to So we work on press soft every day. I had a kid uh, after I retired from the down, went to Virginia for a couple of years, and he wasn't used to what I was doing. And was about, uh, I don't know, a month into the season, first year I was Coach, we practice press offense every day. I said, you'll find out why. lot. the Millie, you, Coach, we practice press offense every day, the way presses us. I said, well, think about it. They don't press us for a reason, guys. Right? Because if you press us, we won't shoot a upon it. It develops confidence in the kids. So it may sound crazy, but it's especially special teams to me of basketball. I, I never neglect press offense. Sir? Five? Five minutes? Okay, gotta speed up on uh, you. Every phase every day. Okay, combo drills. If you're gonna cover all these phases of day, you need to use combo drills. And what I mean by that, offense and defense, anytime you're doing an offensive, you'll make sure you're doing defense against it. Your coaching both, don't ignore them. Zigzag, you great combo drill. Individual offense, or excuse me, individual defense and ball. Uh, let me see here. Let's skip the drills part there, the coach let me get on down to it. yeah, game plans. Your game plan is based on your talent, your style of play. Obviously, your opponent's talent, style of play, and scouting. Now, here's where I'm different. Than maybe I'll live in this room. I scouted. But I'm much more concerned about my team than my I am the other team. if we do what we're supposed to do, I don't care what you do. I might try to be boastfully with this, I'm not. If you're playing man in we' you're going to run offense. If you press, we are going to run a press offense. If you travel, we are going to run a travel offense. And I simply say that to our players. I'm more concerned about what we do. If we do what we're supposed to, I've done my job in practice as a coach. It doesn't matter. You do what we do. Now I scatter for my own benefit. I don't know who you shooting I don't know what you're trying to do with my friends. But I simply say, the these guys love the practice to be ready for press conference. Because we can go through every other practice. These guys like to trap, we run trap offense, we're ready to ready for trap offense. We've done it every day. It's nothing new. So I don't want to overload our players with information. Any golfers. You stand over a ball, any swing pops about it. If you're like me, you've got 15. You know what I'm talking about. You can't play that way. I really quote today the other day. He who considers too much, he plays too little. And I really believe that. I don't want to bombard players in the convention. I know there's some of you out here who are great coaches, and you'll take the scout report, the court, and you will turn that sucker around, and you will whip somebody's tail I understand that completely. I, was, I started off as a JV coach didn't or many games. I had no assistant coaches. I had no idea what the other team was going to do that we'd already played once. So I had to prepare for everything. And that's my way We're going to prepare a practice for the thing. might like say, ball screen, we're going to come on So I don't want to bombard our players' information. I want the to worry us to worry about what we do. And I also got to do it for my purpose. The guy's a shooter, I right? want need to get out of this kind of shooter. This guy left to penetrate. We try to make it like a left. So I'm much more concerned about what we do than what's other team does. So I'm not saying never stop. Questions about sky? Let's skip ahead. much time I got? Two and a half. All right, let's move on down to uh, in game. Next thing. You got this great game plan. If things don't go well. Don't panic. That was just talking about believing in yourself and in philosophy, I agree. I saw We're playing a conference tournament on the air year, team. It's got two six, six players. Our biggest guy's about 6-2. They beat us twice in the regular season by 20. We cannot blame anything. We're going to play zone. They come out. They hit seven of the first nine threes. Seven out of nine. In fact, one of the six, six guys is out there in the corner shoot threes. You turn around, look at this and coach him at a guard game. Now, we're down 12. They've accepted seven nine threes. We've already lost to 120 playing then. What do you do? That's what you do. You're in a rocking hard place, our We're stuck in the zone. They missed 33 threes before the game they did hit another three or more. Right. Before that game was over, the other six six were out shooting three, because each didn't get the ball. And the coach is down there screaming around your offense. My, my point is this I'm going to stick to my guns. And the most important thing that I'm going to tell you it's not a Do not. It's okay. Do not step. When I.
1: You may disagree. I can put this over and i to technically guess. I disagree 1,000%.
2: They're giving you crap. They're giving you something for a reason. Why would you settle for that? Coach, I'm blinded. There's a reason. I'm not going to settle for what you give me. That team that we played settled, they had two 6, six thugs, and they settled for threes because we couldn't hardly make it. They settled. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to take what you give me. I'm well, you just can't snub. You can't. Well, if we don't get it inside, we'll move the ball around and we'll get a shot with the ball. We're going to do what we have to do, but I'm not going to set it for the first thing you get give it because you're giving me crap okay? Be disciplined enough. We'll play a team, we'll play a uh, matchup up are really good at Really This happened one time and it just shows you what I'm talking about. We made 21 passes, and up shooting shooting late. I haven't made that sound much to you. What's the film to count those passes? I've seen games teams didn't make 21 passes in the court. They didn't make 21 passes in the half. We made 21 in one possession. That's a free. I want security do that again. But that's what we're willing We're not going to say Be disciplined enough to believe in what you're doing. Might have time, Coach? All right. Thank you, Coach, again, for putting this on. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, couple things. I don't, I don't really talk about my YouTube channel a lot, but go over and check out YouTube, uh, teach hoops on YouTube. Um, subscribe. Um, that way you'll get all the updates. We're going to, this summer, we're going to be putting a lot of new things up there, um, for you and their free resources. That's me giving something to you, um, similar to this podcast. And then, uh, Make sure you subscribe and like the podcast. We we love the reviews. I know it takes a pain in the butts. I know I, I don't always run over and do it myself, but if it really we really do appreciate it. And the last thing is let me uh, let me take my wife out to McDonald's. Go over and uh, give teachhoops.com a fourteen day free trial. Um, it's a great resource. I'm not gonna you if you've listened to my podcast, you've heard about it plenty. Uh, yeah, have a great fourth of July. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.